everybody, and welcome to 21-ish Minutes. I'm Mark Dawson. This is... Hello, Casey Miller. And this is... Carly McNaughton. And our very special guest today, the incomparable Steve Wells of Billings, Montana. Thank you for being here. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything interesting about you? I can't touch my thumb and my pinky together. What? Because I'm super inflexible. Just so you real? all know on the podcast, yeah. we all went and touched our pinky to our thumb <laughs> to make sure that we could do it. And I figured it out in Boy Scouts. They're like, here's how you make the sign. And I held my hand up and they're like, no, not like that, like this. And I had to push them together to get them. And then it's just, it's not. So That's they hilarious. just let me do my best. I was kind of like the special scale that couldn't make the full sign. <laughs> wow. That hasn't held you back in life too much. You're one of the most successful you know, people I know for your age. Well, thank you. Now I've, in spite so of weird. the adversity it's in my path, adversity. I've <laughs> pressed forward. Did it hurt your self-esteem at all? At first, I was like, why can't anybody else? But then my dad and my grandpa couldn't also, and it made me feel like a normal person again. <laughs> That's good. It's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard about somebody ever. <laughs> I love that that like immediately came to your mind. Like, yeah, I, we did, I, you I like have take that some one time prepped. Just like, like, <laughs> like, oh. Not You've been to a lot of mixers. Or you speak Spanish or any of that. Yeah, no. The fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Instantly. Well, it's much more relatable. Like, it is true. Sure. Most people can touch their thumb and pinky together. Those things that when you're a kid, too, are, are a bigger deal. Like now we embrace our quirks much easier. Mm-hmm. Remember when I was, I must have been second or third grade Christmas program, you know, where everybody sings and there's 25 kids. So it sounds like cats fighting. <laughs> I was told to mouth it because I was too bad even Stop for that. Stop it. So there's kids be like, Rudolph the Red Nose. You know, like that. Yeah. And, I have to sit in the front row and mouth it. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh, yeah. that's hilarious. That wasn't so good for Steve. That's pretty good no. to cut through the whole grade of of bad singers, Mark. I'm impressed. <laughs> right. uh-huh. You're so bad that 25 people bad. can't even sing over how terrible you are. Everybody's exceptional at some. I'm exceptional at being bad. At the, the very first thing that just came to mind was I can't wait to make Mark sing karaoke. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I don't think I've ever heard Mark sing karaoke, even on your 30th, Casey. I don't think or we ever had. People. I have more consideration for other human beings than that. Mark, you'd make a great bass. You've got a nice, rich bass tone. I think you just need to stick to the low notes and you'll be fine. So funny. I'm tone deaf. So the choir teacher in high school said kind of what you just said. And, hey, I want to help you. And I'm like, I really can't sing. He's like, no, everybody can sing. So he takes me in for a tryout like 10 minutes later. He's like, okay, go ahead and go back to class. (laughs) No way. That's so funny. I've always thought like, oh, I'm probably just tone deaf. But you're actually tone deaf. (laughs) So moving on, Steve, any upside, downside, upside down your week? You know, that's a good question. I think this week has been, I just, I'm grateful that it's nicer out because that cold weather, I'm, every year that I live in Billings, I think I'm less and less excited about the winter. And so to have 50 degrees and a lot of wind is great. Right. Yes. Finally have some fall. We all can go south once in a while. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about your last couple of trips. Oh, how did, yeah. How did they each go? You know, um, it mostly depends on what, how soon I get to the airport before the flight leaves. <laughs> oh, gosh, that's right. <laughs> one went well, one didn't go so well. Uh, Is this the one where you, like, showed up, like, a week early or a week late? Oh, this one's different than that, too, oh, actually. You have that a lot was a of couple stories. years ago. So to give everybody a little perspective, when Steve tells this story, he's traveling with his wife and his 74 children <laughs> prior yes. to getting on planes. Four beautiful children. They're all, what, under nine Under nine, yeah. Uh, and gosh. I'm not super detail-oriented even when it comes to booking a plane ticket. So, yeah, so we, we've shown up at the airport a week early and had no flight and had to reschedule all the hotels and rental cars and everything. Um, but the most recent... <laughs> oh my 
faux pas was showing up, you know, just an hour early. There's there's kind of a magical time somewhere between an hour early and a week early. And <laughs> we were there an hour early and Allegiant doesn't let you check bags if you're what? less than an hour or more. Yeah, you have to be more than an hour before the departure or they won't check your bag. So I didn't know that. We were in Mesa, Arizona trying to come home on a Sunday morning and... I decided it would be better to go and wash the rental car and avoid the dirty car fee. And that cost <laughs> us, you know, 12 minutes. And I didn't have the exact right time for when our flight left. And then I made a wrong turn. All of that made it so we arrived like 59 minutes before our flight left. And the guy at the counter was not very nice. We tried crying, pleading talking to different agents, even one that spoke Spanish, trying to sweet talk her. She was actually helpful. She walked us over to the TSA agent in the in like the security line and is like, hey, can you just let these guys through? Um, we don't have tickets for them, but they're like really nice. They need to get home. We can they seem like nice folks. Yeah, she was a saint. And the TSA guy was like, no, no. I don't care who you are and without a ticket, you're not getting on. Oh my goodness. So I ran back to the counter and tried to talk to the head guy and I was like, can't you just get a supporting pass? We'll leave our stuff. We just want to get home. And he was like Russian, had a mean accent and was like, no, without, without a boarding pass, you can't get on. So we didn't make that flight Ooh. and had to go to Sky Harbor an hour drive away to fly to Denver to spend the next... 10 hours at the Denver airport with our four kids to get home around midnight. And it only cost us $2,500. This all sounds like my worst nightmare. Oh, it was. was. I won't be traveling with Steve anytime soon. Uh, That's how the rest of my family feels too. Especially Candace. Yeah. Your poor wife. Because she's been through it before. Like I almost made her miss the flight to her best friend's wedding in Seattle because we were too late for that as well. It's a recurring problem. And I inherited that too. My mom is also very late for flights and it stresses my dad out just like it stresses Candace out. But Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, Candace will be happy to know you were right on time for this podcast. In fact, you were, you were about early. 10 minutes early, which I was shocked. Casey and I, I had a slight bet going about whether you would forget about this or not. <laughs> like, do you think you'll show up? We'll see. Well, I talked to Mark like 45 minutes ago. That oh, that does But help. I was excited about this. This is like fulfilling a dream. I love podcasts. And it's like I love it. checklist. I was on a podcast. I can say that now. I wouldn't say we had money on it, but we for sure didn't think you were going to show up. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a fair bet. I would have bet against myself as well. If I'm, if I'm in point with my friend Steve, I make a point to talk to you about other things that in the day of the day before. So it just comes Smart. up naturally. And I don't see oh, like yeah, a nag that's, you know, don't forget yeah. our appointment because I don't like mm-hmm. that, that comes up. Is that what we should He's do with you? <laughs> Maybe so. Now Maybe we're so. learning. <laughs> we casually okay. just have normal conversation and then be like, okay, see you tomorrow too. <laughs> yeah, Mark's just like that. So he knows how to work yeah. the system. I have a good Casey story. It's along the same lines. Her and her husband, Robbie, are really super fun people, right? And I know when I'm not playing golf with Robbie, he's always listening to 80s music. So Night Ranger was at the Alberta Bear and takes yeah. Casey. Hey, do you guys like Night Ranger? Night Ranger, is that 80s music? Yeah, oh, we love all 80s music. Well, I have four tickets in the front row. You guys want to go? That sounds awesome. Oh my God, I wouldn't miss it for anything. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. two days before the concert, hey, I thought we might hit Walkers before the Night Ranger concert. What's a Night Ranger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Okay then. laughs> and we're not doing. <laughs> so I drink sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while. That's funny. So Steve is a home builder. 
well-built homes and your family develops properties and he sells real estate. So very versatile. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite occupation that you <laughs> have had? What's your favorite of the many occupations well, you have? Well, <laughs> uh, What's my, your favorite role? My favorite role is running the excavator, actually. Nice. When I was a little kid, I told everyone my name was Stephen Daniel Bobcat Backo Excavator Wells. Seriously? Did I you did. really? Yeah, and I don't think anybody trained me to. I just really loved tractors. And it hasn't gone away. I still... If I could, would spend all day in the excavator digging holes. Oh, that's cool. Are for real? Like, yeah, yeah, and I'm good at it. I've done so it for all of my own houses. Build a home and all that. Uh-huh. It just has to make sure every now and then it doesn't fall in the hole. Actually, right? I'm not that good at it. So <laughs> normally, the bottom of the hole should be flat, like very flat, because the footings for a house have to be perfectly flat. And Ryan Flurry is our footing guy, and when he came to my house last time. He told me I had broke my previous record that the, the deepest part of my footings were 22 inches deep. They're supposed to be eight. So, <laughs> oh so you my really gosh. like digging yeah, holes. Yeah, so my footings were three times as expensive as they should have been because I was trying to save money. Well, really, I like to dig. That's why I was doing it. But in my mind, I'm also saying, well, double win because I'm saving money on the excavation labor. But I spent it on really tall footings for my house. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> So to be clear, though, the house isn't going to be crooked. The footings guy. Ryan fixed it, yeah. Mm-hmm. did footings again. Yeah, so part of it was eight inches tall, you know, for a few feet, and then it just gradually got taller till it got to the deep part of the hole, and then it kind of came back. But looking at the top of the footings, it was, again, perfectly flat. So shout out to Ryan for fixing that. So was it a pre-sold where you got to explain to the people, your house is so special, you, you can hardly ever get this done? It was it was my own house. I Maybe if I sell it, I'll explain that too. <laughs> and I also hit the power line So when I dug the hole. So maybe it was a wash on if I so saved any money doing it myself. So this cost-effective venture is really not yeah. turning out to be so cost-effective. Probably isn't. But you it's should, really fun. Mm-hmm. You know what you should do is just take one of the many lots that you own and just like have one digging lot. And just so like you can it. dig and then yeah, like, like put a it back together. Like a giant sandbox. Yes. And then you can go back and dig. <laughs> yeah, no. So at, at church, I'll I'll bring out the, the young men, you know, the 12 to 16 year olds and let them drive the tractors on an empty lot, just like you're saying. We do that every few years. Uh, One time, uh, AJ Levitt was, was the guy taking the kids out to let them drive his tractors. And I, and I pulled over, I was driving by. And so he came over to talk to me and we were talking. And while we were talking in the background, one of the excavator tips over because there was a kid driving it. Um, AJ ran over, jumped in the seat, righted it, back up and excavators are pretty tough they they can actually handle that and the kid didn't get hurt so we didn't tell the mom and i was just gonna ask how the family reacted (laughs) (laughs) yeah luckily i don't even remember his name to rat him out today so he probably is aj probably knows who if he was from church he's probably ratted himself out yeah he's probably ratted himself (laughs) out that phrase that don't tell your mother do you use that often at your house does that come up a lot um not yet my kids aren't really old enough to to, to use that, but I'm sure it will because they do say that Candace is the more scary one. Uh-huh. They don't, they would rather ask me for a lot of things than her. Because you just say yes, right? Yeah. yeah. More of the push, push over. <laughs> so I say it I all know. the time. They'll, the kids will be like, Can I have a Laffy Taffy for breakfast? And I'm like, Just don't tell your dad. <laughs> like yeah. all the time. So are you just trying to set yourself up as the favorite and the good guy? Like, keep oh, yeah. in mind. Yeah. Okay, that's smart. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, just don't tell your dad. Do you employ any of that 
manipulation tactics, Carly? No. 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 Not yet. Are you, no. you are you the nice one or the mean one? I don't think I'm the mean one, but I definitely like oh, rules. I think we all know I like <laughs> yeah. rules. So Andy it's okay. is the there fun needs to one. Be both. Andy is definitely the fun one. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful that Candace is more rule inclined and structured and I mean, my life would be a disaster without her. Your kids still don't wear shoes 94% of the time, so she's not when, that When rosy. they're with me, though, when they're with her, they... They have shoes on? Shoes on probably 30% of the... No, the other way around. More often than yeah. me, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maddie came in without shoes yesterday, right? That was cute. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, she just takes her shoes off. She doesn't like wearing shoes. Kids don't like shoes. No. I don't like shoes. She takes her shoes off and socks off, and then she just plays with them, and then we get out of the car and we don't have some shoes or socks on. I read some pop psychology article about how bare feet on the grass is so good for you. And that's all the excuse I need. Whenever I go to play golf anymore, I wear sock the shoe so I can slip them on and off. And oh, it's supposed to help ground you with the earth. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a real thing. Mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm getting mm. away with something and like I'm one with nature. Something. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I got in trouble at school for taking my shoes off in class and even at Orange Theory recently, I wanted my shoes off because it was easier to balance and they told me I can't have my shoes off. So it's a rule. Oh. In a lot of places. Did you just explain that? Yeah, I'm not so rulesy. You know... The music was really loud. I just put them back on. <laughs> you guys you haven't gotten like mad at me for my debate. shoes being off. You sh- shoes I off. didn't even know. Oh, I do. I noticed. <laughs> See? Casey has a weird... Oh, there. you have socks on, so you're okay. But Casey does not like feet. So, oh. <laughs> fun fact No, very specifically, I don't men's like birds. feet. Men's feet. Or, oh, oh birds. <laughs> birds oh. feet are the worst, right? Oh. Oh. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with I, birds' feet? Oh, or feet in birds. general? Birds Casey can't do birds. I hate birds. I hate all of them. Mm-hmm. What about pedicures? Do you like pedicures? For myself, she I don't like, like men's feet. Oh, poor yeah. Rob. Never no, he's fine. It, it's her just, husband. Yeah, yeah. it's just other oh. men's yeah. feet. Sure. What about hairy ones with like corns on the oh side of God. their toes? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to exit the room soon. <laughs> I can take my sock off I'm if you want to like, see instant, that. Like, is my chest getting red anxiety? Looks like that time you ate the tree nuts. He's talking about two things I really don't like. But we did do this to you last week. He don't like escalators or helicopters or <laughs> yeah, I don't like Tuttles, birds or feet. Submarines. <laughs> <laughs> no correlation between mine. Yours are all travel. Mine are just icks. <laughs> That's funny. So what do you like about being a real estate agent? Uh, it's way faster than building a house. Right. And usually the people, you know, they're just as nice. You get to meet more of them. You can do more real estate transactions in a year than you can build houses. And the problems are usually a lot smaller too. I mean, you can apologize or pay for things or apologize and pay for things. That solves almost every problem, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Right. But if you put someone's house too low in the ground, it's a yeah. bad problem. Right. <laughs> it's hard to fix. So when we had the building company, we built a house on the wrong lot one time. And so oh we my had to gosh. buy another lot and you know, build it on the right one. And then we had an extra house to sell. They were pretty nice about it. Have you ever done anything like that? Uh, yeah, we've, we've sold the same house twice and <sighs> only found out about it at recording. Luckily, we could trade the people who had bought it the first time for a different one. Oh my gosh. Wow. But yeah, apologizing. Good thing everybody was cool. Yeah, good thing everybody was cool. Yeah, oh my gosh. That's so crazy. anything you don't like about real estate? 
paperwork. Uh, yes. Details. You've got somebody for that now, don't you? Christina Stormer's been helping me, and she's awesome. And she's very deep. She even seems to like it. Yeah. She, loves she loves paperwork. paperwork. Yeah. It's like her thing. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy for those deranged people in the world. <laughs> me like, too. Love you, Christina. Who does my books. Like, oh, I cannot imagine sitting doing this all day. <laughs> even to have their explanation is, you know, like bookkeepers and technical people, people who fix computers and all that, want to explain everything they do. I don't care. I just want yeah. to work. Just, mm-hmm. just fix it. Yeah. Just the bottom line. <laughs> Whenever a computer guy comes in, oh, it's this simple. I'm like, I don't care. Right. You please do it. <laughs> right. I think that's what's fascinating about all of the many different types of personality tests is it helps me appreciate how other people see the world. I mean, I like the Enneagram one, but it's fun just to read the other descriptions and realize that's how people think. Just the way that I think is my right way. Right. I mean... We start thinking we're normal or average, right? Like we're our own baseline for the yeah. universe. Yeah. We talked about that yesterday, actually. Base Like your baseline for your friends or even people around you. And then you meet someone that's totally off your baseline. And you're like, wait, what? Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We were. Di- yep. I always thought I was about average as far as patience level. And I've learned that I'm the least patient person yeah. anybody's ever met. Because I mm-hmm. do that all the time. Is that from having kids or? <laughs> no. I just, I a, this isn't like new information. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, well, the self-discovery of realizing that he's not patient. Oh, yeah. That's that the new information. The yeah. Is that new? Do you feel like you just recently realized you weren't patient or you've no. known for a while? Yeah. Yeah. Even, like when I was a kid in school, we got out at 3.30 and the clock between 3.20 and 3.30, so, you know, it took 14 hours. Mm-hmm. So just, mm-hmm. The bus drive was a 20-minute ride and it just felt like torture. And I know kids don't like waiting, but what's really helped is the iPhone. If you get stuck waiting somewhere, you can be doing something and keep your mind active Mm -hmm. to just be doing nothing it's the worst isn't it so what did you do when your parents like like when the kids get bored now i'm like being bored is good for you like go do something you know what i mean so what did you do when when you were bored as a kid but you lived on a you were on a on a like a ranch right Right. so there's always something to do you never want to say you were bored because it was okay the chicken coop needs to be cleaned like there's some Mm -hmm. just you know disgusting labor you can do Fair enough. So that's okay. So you just didn't ever get bored. Mm-hmm. I would find a notepad and write things. And do, uh-huh. you know. Is that where your doodles come from now? Yes. Have you guys heard this? That doodling is good for your mind. Like if you're trying to think of something that's on the tip of your tongue, if you doodle, it really does help you hmm. come up with that. It helps me focus. Me too. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, my kids, they're always bored. I could take them to breakfast and then the trampoline park, and then we're going to go to Target and Shields, oh and then we're going to play basketball outside, and we'll get inside, and we'll have the best day, and we'll sit down. I'm so bored. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm so exhausted. Like, Those are pretty high-energy little whew. dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and part of that is that you're entertaining them. Like, they have to be bored to exercise uh-huh. that muscle where they learn mm-hmm. to entertain themselves. It's like it's good hard to, to be bored. Yeah. yeah. We always oh. tell my, like, stepson, it's actually good to be bored because then your brain starts thinking of things it should be doing instead of someone else thinking of yeah. things you should be doing. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's good for you to be bored. So we yeah. actually are always fun. like... Be bored. That's good. That's great. Like, we want you to be bored wow. because then you'll, like, figure out something to do. Carly's cutting-edge parenting and so is Casey. I don't doubt that you are, too, but these guys are specific. It's been awesome. Like, every <laughs> single thing I need to know. I don't need to Google anything. When your baby won't quit crying, like, two different things. Send me the link to gripe water and then do this and then do that. <laughs> I have the best car seats and everything. And yeah. installed them for me. It's awesome. It did. It was real fun. <laughs> there was a recent moms and Rulesy. They know all the... Did you know oh. that they're supposed to be in car seats in the car? We don't have any car seats. <laughs> yeah, you're out of car seat jail. Yeah. Or no, you... What happened there? 
Well, probably according we to you it, guys, we shouldn't be. But we call it car seat jail. Yeah, I'm not in car seat jail anymore. My kids do not need car seats anymore. Oh, I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah, I think if you know everything about parenting, you just haven't had enough kids yet. Right. Yes. Because I don't feel like I know anything about parenting yet. Changes with everyone. And every and one of them is so different. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you're in a different stage when you have your first one versus mm-hmm. your fourth or ninth. I'm going to take your word for it on that. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Casey. It's not too late. I just read like the it oldest. Is. It's too late. The, the oldest natural birth was like 67 years old. Well, you got a long time. Then. A couple of years ago in like Korea. Could so. you imagine? No. No, thank you. And artificial insemination was like in her 70s. She was like 76 and had twins. Yikes. I so. saw something yesterday of this like 20-something-year-old that has like 22 children. And she just like hires out. Oh, wait. I saw it on like E! News because you guys read E! News. She um, has like 20-some children and she hires out surrogates. And so like tons of them are all the same age and her husband's in jail for drug trafficking or something. Mm. What? How can yeah. you afford? What? That's I, I crazy. Not a good combo. <laughs> I don't. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the article. Suddenly we seem so normal. <laughs> yes. See, exactly. here we are. These are to not normal. our baselines. Yeah. So Steve and his lovely wife Candace have three girls and a boy, and the boy's the youngest. I asked you something about this. Like, is he? Does he get bossed around? Like, I was thinking that he's going to be the most well-behaved, politest right ever. And your answer was pretty interesting. I don't remember what it was. What was it? I don't remember what it was either. I just remember it was really interesting. Oh well, I can probably think of what the answer would be. I mean, Henry runs the show. He's the only boy around, so yeah. the girls cater to him. Or they're waiting on him. Yeah, okay. yeah, and he's the novel one, and he's the prince. And, well, and he he's throws so the biggest tantrum, it. so he gets his way that way. Mm. We'll beat it out of him now as he gets a little older. We'll beat it out of him. <laughs> the world will beat him down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll beat it out of him. Oh, my gosh. He has this little toy tractor that I got on Amazon, and... It keeps breaking, and I send the support people in China a video, and then they send me a part, and I fix it. But he spends – he would spend all day – like when it was raining in that snowstorm, I saran-wrapped the little cab. I saran-wrapped him into it like he couldn't get out, (laughs) and he was thrilled. He had his coat on, and he drove, and it was like 17 degrees out, and he's just driving up and down the street. He I'm waves sure at people that. as they drive by, like the little two finger wave. He's seen Stop. our neighbor. Do oh, my it. Gosh, oh my gosh, that's adorable. Yeah, he awesome. loves his tractor. So he'll be driving the excavator someday, like his dad. Yeah, it's genetic. He'll probably wreck. He'll probably crash it too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he can do that thing with the fingers. Oh yeah. I've been checking. I think he's young enough that he still has he's the flexible. dexterity. Yeah. But yeah. as he gets older, I'm hoping that his, yeah. you know, his palm spreads out and his fingers stay short and he can't <laughs> quite reach. That's so funny. It'd be nice to have that in car. It's really, yeah, yeah. It's a special gift. <laughs> I'd like to know, like, any, like, miscons, like, any thoughts that when you got into real estate, like, something that was totally off of, like, what your original oh, yeah. thought was. Like, what did you think it would be like yep, versus what versus is it like? what is it actually like? Yeah. Oh, Do you want to lead into yeah. that question so it wasn't me awkwardly rambling with no, my I question? Like that. <laughs> the, the more awkward you sound, the less relatively awkward I sound. Oh, perfect. I didn't okay. think it sounded awkward. Okay, good. I'm glad. So he'll just edit out that last part. So, what do you think? Well, genuinely, I got into real estate because I had spent a good few years trying to cut real estate agents out as a home builder. 
and I couldn't beat them. So I decided to join them thinking like, oh, this is easy. Anybody could do it. I could do it. Da, 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 da. And I really didn't have any idea how much work goes in on the backside as far as the relationship that you build with people as they're searching for a house. And then all of the ups and downs that happen once you find a house, whether it's the home inspection process or working with the other agent. I, I mean, I, I used to think that anybody could buy a house without a real estate agent. Anyone can sell a house without a real estate agent, but it really is so complex that I see why now it's a career and there's millions of real estate agents. <laughs> I like That's it. interesting. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a little more involved than I would have thought. I mean, I thought it would be simpler. Yeah. I was young and naive, uh, even more so than you guys were when you started. And I thought, I went to college here. I'm a swell guy. All these mm-hmm. people I know will come and buy a house for me. But they really don't unless you reach out and you go through that effort yeah. and all that. So mm-hmm. that, was, that was a big surprise for me. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Casey? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think back, but I, I love that answer. The biggest surprise. Oof. I would totally agree with you guys on... The the sheer amount of education that you have to have and the ongoing knowledge that you gain because you no two transactions excuse me no two transactions are ever 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 the same mm-hmm. and so it just shocks me how much you still continue to learn yeah. you know even just as soon as you think you know it all you get another wrench thrown your way yeah. So it's cool to always. I love learning, though. Carly and I talked about that on mm-hmm. another podcast. So along these lines, the, the uh, when you think you've seen everything, like I've been here through ten thousand transactions. I think I've seen. I'm never going to be stumped. Carly brought me one this last week. A client who bought a home next oh. to an open field. There's gophers in the field, and what is her specific concern about the gophers? They're going to harm the <clears throat> of the house. Yeah, that they can bury themselves 15 feet down and under a um, house. Un, like and ruin their foundation, which you know, I mean, I don't think is a concern for us. I mean, you're a home builder, right? Like I don't think that's probably the list of your concerns, but it's a very real concern right. for her. And so we're working through it and we're going to find her a lot that doesn't have gophers next to it. Um, you know what my thought so is? Her fear of gophers is so strong, like my fear of birds. Uh, yeah. We all have her, most of us. Do you have any irrational fears, Steve? I have many of them. <laughs> <laughs> a few. <laughs> I have a lot, too. You know, I... I. You're not scared of anything. I'm scared of, like, my family dying. Yeah, that's and rational. that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty rational. Mm-hmm. So you probably have a long list of things you should be scared of but aren't. Yes. Right. <laughs> I have quite a list of those, too. I, like, actually thought, I, I saw a shadow this morning in my house, and I thought there was a bird, and I had all the plans on how I was going to get out of the house as fast as possible <laughs> while getting my kids ready for school. This is not a joke. I saw a shadow flying, and I'm like, there's a bird in the house. How am I going to handle this? How will I get the bird to an area where I don't need to be while I get my kids ready? Or where am I going to go? How come no one has ever pranked Casey on Bert, her bird? Yeah. yeah. Like, no kidding. This is like an advertisement. Haven't you yeah, seen I'm an like, Alfred Hitchcock movie? Todd, Steve, yeah. Mark. Right. How come no one? Well, Mark, I know why you haven't done it yet because you, for your own safety. <laughs> I have a client who does it often enough. Really? Yes. That's hilarious. I did see the one on the car, though, and it was pretty good. The mom jumped up and then... They're going to kick you out. Well, now they might know who did it too, but before I was anonymous, so... But but the mom took it in stride because then she saw her other friend coming and she's like, hey, come over here, come look at this. And she got her, so it was like the prank they kept on giving and then she took it home and pranked her husband. So wow. I mean, people like it. 
It's fun to, it's fun to make something. I don't think else. I've ever said thank you for pranking me. So I don't know if people would love it. It's quite the stretch. Yeah, but then when you to. can pay it forward and prank someone yeah. else and you get the enjoyment out of it, that's when it really starts to shine. We did two really good pranks on Doug Wild. I mean, one was pretty big. It was well set up. And then another one just a few weeks later because he wasn't, we thought nothing would happen for a long time. And people kept saying to him, like, aren't you going to get Mark back? And he was like, no, no. Like, he just knew I'm not, ending not, this. Not I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I ran into right. Annette Wells on a plane ride, and her husband's name is Steve Wells, and he worked for Doug Wild. And when he got the application, when Doug got the application from Steve Wells to work for him, yes. he thought it was from me because evidently he has had some fake applicants in the past, Mark. That is along these lines. We had, before he knew Tom Paxinos, right? And Tom's a fun-loving guy. So I, I set him up that he was interviewing for it. The guys who over, oversee the project manager job. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Tom was the worst interview ever. His <laughs> resume had all kinds of holes in it. Yeah, what's this year spin? Oh, we don't talk about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had his, a fake reference from our cabinet guy. And, oh, what was that like? I hated that job. Said, really? Why? He wanted me there every day from like nine to five. It was the worst. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I love that. And his construction experience was building dog houses for people's dogs. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's that's really similar. That falls in line. I mean, it's building a doghouse and a, a regular yeah. house pretty much the same. It's like, no, it's not. It's really not. I'm like, no, no, he can. There's not that much to learn. He, he can pick it up. No, there is a lot to learn. You know, so we go through that whole thing, and then I offer Tom the job for way too much money right in front of Doug. Red face, about to explode. <laughs> so can you show up Monday morning at 830? Can we make it after lunch? Like, oh, do you have an appointment? In the well, it's last day of skiing at Red Lodge. I'm going to be shredding up there. Sunday fun day. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love that. I, I remember the, that because I had to carry some piece of paper in there, and I couldn't even contain myself. I was like, here's your paper. Yes. So she, she walks out, and Tom rubbernecks goes, she's so hot. <laughs> no way. And I was just horrified. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So then we had Wayne Wilcox come in and be a perfect interview, and I was a total jerk to him. (laughs) Yes. And Doug was very mad about that. Jack Assery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Doug's a good guy. Mm -hmm. He's a little too easy to prank, but he is a good guy. Mm -hmm. We need more people like that. Yeah. Easy to prank good guys. If if the world was full of Doug Wilds, we might not need lawyers or real estate agents, but it's not. So we need both. That's a pretty high compliment. Yeah, we wouldn't need cops because nobody would break the law. I mean, if everyone was honest and treated people fairly, we wouldn't need a lot of what we'd need, but they don't, so we do. Right. True. Thank goodness for all those. Crooked people out there. <laughs> Dishonest. People are unreasonable and self-centered. Yeah. We'll be fine. We will. negotiations Always. will be valuable. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Should we do a Just Be Cool and wrap this up? Yeah. So just be cool and always trim your nose hair and your ear hair like I did this morning before coming on this podcast that no one can see. <laughs> okay. Well, we can see and we appreciate yeah, it. We do yeah, appreciate that. Nice. I was thinking about you guys. <laughs> thank you. That's very nice Super appreciate that. <laughs> Gross. Thank you, and thank you both of you for listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have at least two listeners. Yeah, we do. That's true. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Why'd you start it? Can you tell me? Because I've no clue, my friend. The only thing I know for sure is that this is how, this is how it is.